This is Hello Healthy, a Dignity Health podcast. Here's Bill Klaproth. A cancer diagnosis can be scary and difficult, not only for you as the patient, but also for your family and friends. At the Mercy UC Davis Cancer Center, you'll receive comprehensive, compassionate care in one convenient setting. So let's learn more about comprehensive cancer care in Merced with Dr. Parminder Sadhu, a medical oncologist with Dignity Health. Dr. Sadhu, thank you so much for your time today. So the Mercy UC Davis Cancer Center has obtained the ACOS accreditation. What does that mean? It's a national organization which certified different cancer center according to their capabilities. And as such, we are a community program, so it is a community comprehensive uh, cancer center. What it really means is, is that um, ACUS organization takes the data from our cancer center and compare it with the national data. So that way, we have to follow all the rules to ensure that we are providing timely and effective care for all cancer patients. And then our data get compared to everybody in the U.S. and we can see where we are lacking and where we are doing better. So timely, effective care, that's what you're judged on and that's why you receive this accreditation. That's wonderful. So can you also tell us about the supportive programs offered such as massage therapy, support groups, the wig bank, transportation assistance, smoking cessation? There's a lot of great programs as well. Can you tell us about those? we try to provide every possible assistance to the patients how after the chemotherapy how we can put these patients back to life many of them they got uh, um, neuropathies and you know residual side effect from the chemotherapy um, you know massage is, is is good way so we have a, a free massage for our cancer patients so they can get the massage to recover from the side effect from the chemotherapy. We also got, uh, you know, pathway to recovery, you know, how to maintain and even improve your balance after you got the chemotherapy. Um, then we also got more requests that, you know, wigs are not readily available in this area. So we have a, a pro, we partnered with the American Cancer Society to have, a, you know, wig bank here. So we have the wig bank. Um, and then they can, um, you know, help our patient to maintain their outlook. Um, then we have a program for patients. So, for example, I have a patient who does not have a means to travel to Stanford, but they need a special surgery that can, you know, or only can be done at Stanford, or these expertise is not available in our area, um, so they have to travel to Stanford or somebody is living 30, 40, 50 miles from the cancer center, but they, are not, they need radiation therapy, which is every day for one month. So they don't have a mean to pay for their taxi or they don't have a mean to travel here. So we provide them a gas card so they can travel to get their treatment. Um, and then somebody going to Stanford, my social worker helps them to get a um, very cheap um, uh, night stay, you know, close to Stanford, UCSF, or UC Davis, so if patient needs to go for cancer care over there. So, in, in nutshell, um, these supporter programs are designed to help our patients uh, not only emotionally but also financially, and also socially to recover and get back to you know to, to their uh, real life. Those support programs are so important, as you say, giving patients back their life. 
So, Dr. Sudhu, can you also talk about hospice care? I know that's an important element of this, too. I started, um, you know, I did my hospice palliative care fellowship before I did my uh, oncology fellowship. And hospice is very close to, to, to my heart. Uh, I feel that there are patients, especially in oncology, where we know that we do not uh, have any cure. Most of these patients, you know, especially with the stage 4 cancers, eventually get to the point where there is no more uh, chemotherapy available. Um, so that's the time that hospice is very, very important. So any patient who has uh, in stage four cancer, we start palliative care, you know, on the day one of their diagnosis. So we continue to work with them to make sure that they have optimal balance of, you know, treatment and, you know, life. Um, I don't want to make anybody so miserable that their life becomes so miserable they don't want to live anymore. So we always talk about what is the role of chemotherapy while they are getting treatment. But once they get to that point where treatment is not an option because they can't tolerate the treatment or treatment is not effective and it's not killing the cancer anymore at that time to make sure that their transition from this or this world to the next world is as peaceful as possible, and that's where the hospice comes into picture. And I work with all hospice in the area, and I personally uh, work with the uh, Hands Hospice. I'm their medical director for Mercer Office. It's a nonprofit charity-based uh, um, hospice uh, in the area. Well, that's good to know, and good to know you offer those services. So can you tell us about the tumor board? What is the tumor board? Tumor board, we have two types of tumor boards. So tumor boards are important. So most of the cancer care, I will say, 50% of the time, the cancer care is very straightforward. Somebody got, you know, say, three colon cancer, um, let's give them adjuvant chemotherapy if patient agree. So that's a straightforward. So these, you know, cases are, there's white, black and white, you know, decisions. Um, but there are other times that, you know, where you really need to apply the art of medicine where you can go this way or that way. So we have two types of tumor board. One is a local tumor board, which we do once a month with our surgeons, with our pathologists, and with our radiologists and radiation oncologists. So all the local um, doctors participate and we review complicated cases where we want to make sure that everybody's on board. So surgeon is on board that once we finish the chemotherapy, they do the surgery or other way around, once they've done the surgery, I take them quickly to do the chemotherapy. Or, you know, if they need a chemo port, it is already discussed on the tumor board. So just to make our care more efficient, so all the docs are collaborating or working on the same patients are on the same table and they're talking to each other, not through their notes or not their phone calls, right? So the second is that, for example, especially from radiation oncology side, so we have a UC Davis tumor board. So that is a specialized tumor board for you know several areas. So every single um, patient who comes to our radiation oncology department, their case and care get discussed at the UC Davis tumor board. So for example, somebody got breast cancer, we review their plan and everything at UC Davis, you know, in other words, they're very, very similar. The, they're going to get the same care at UC Davis, but now they can get closer to their home because the machine is here. Um, but all their planning happened, you know, together with the UC Davis docs who are specializing in that area, like for breast, 
for lung, uh, for brain. So all the planning happens there. So if I have a complicated and you know, instead of sending patient to Stanford or UCSF or to UC Davis for specialized opinion, I can just ask these questions on the tumor board and then we can decide. And the other important, um, you know, point on this, this is, is that sometimes we do not have a clinical trial and there are certain new medicines available at, at, at a, a tertiary care center like a UC Davis. So they will let me know that there is a clinical trial for this complicated patients which can be enrolled. So we send them for clinical trial to, to the place wherever the clinical trial is. That's really good to know. So you mentioned a lot of collaboration with both of the tumor boards. Get, good to get all the minds thinking about the same thing. So I would imagine collaboration is part of the patient care navigator as well. So tell us about the patient care navigator. What should we know about that? Let me give you a common example like breast cancer. If somebody felt breast mass, where are they going to go? They're going to go to their primary care. So then primary care doesn't know many times. So what they will do is they will send them to surgeon. So then from surgeon, they will go to radiology place. And then radiology place will do ultrasound or mammogram. They say, oh, we saw it. Then they go back home. Then after a few weeks, they go to um, biopsy. Then after a few weeks, they go back to their surgeon. After a few weeks, surgeon will discuss these results and send it to oncology. After the oncology, they go back to the surgery. So there's a lot of... uh, pieces that need to be put together. And we see that many patients, when they know that there is something wrong with them, but they just it's just taking too long because just for any cancer, there are so many different doctors need to be involved. There are so many different part, pieces of puzzle need to be put together before we can do surgery or start chemotherapy or do any treatment. Uh, in order to make it more efficient, um, so we are uh, have a, a care navigator. So, for example, somebody got breast mass, the primary care can sense, you know, uh, give us a call that we are referring this patient to the breast cancer uh, navigator, and then navigator knows everything. So, we see the patient, and then we put all the pieces together. Instead of taking two months, we can finish everything within a week. So, that's the goal of navigation. I could see where that would be a huge help. Nobody likes to waste time and people want to get yes. going on their yes. treatment. So they Absolutely. Yeah. So the so the care navigator really makes this more efficient. More efficient. And then, you know, because of everybody's so busy everywhere, you know, so the navigator um, you know, the patient has a phone number direct to the navigator and then they can ask, when is my appointment with this doctor? And Normally, when you go to surgeon, he will explain what he thinks, but he's not going to explain what oncology will think, what radiation oncology thinks, and you know what type of chemotherapy she's going to get with the navigator. She can ask, or patient can ask, any question uh, relevant to her disease from one person, and anything can be arranged through the navigator quickly and efficiently. So not only do you offer a care navigator, you also offer full social worker support. Tell us about that. Yeah, so social worker support is very important because, you know, uh, especially in our town, uh, many patients need a lot of social services. They need a disability. Um, sometimes they don't have insurance. Sometimes they, they need, uh, you know, medication assistance programs. So social worker is a person who runs a lot of our support program or oversees a lot of our support program. But it's very key. Like, you know, I can give you an example, um, you know, from recent uh, where um, I got a 
uh, thank you letter from uh, one of my patients. Uh, um, we lost the patient, and uh, the cost of a funeral was almost like forty-seven thousand. Wow! So that that was very mm. very expensive for the family, and they could not afford. Even they they tried to raise the money. So um, my social worker, Kenna, you know, who does these things all the time for you know, together with the family and the patients. So they they came to our cancer center. My social worker worked with. Um, she made several phone calls. We were able to bring the cost to thirteen thousand. That's amazing. So and and then family was very very thankful. Um, they got uh, what patient wished, and uh, at much lower cost. Uh, so they were all at the end not happy, but they were satisfied. Um, how much a social worker made a difference, uh, you know, in their feelings. That is really, really important and a great service that you offer. If you could wrap this up for us, Dr. Sadu, can you also tell us about chemo-certified nurses, also your patient-to-nurse ratio, and you even have an on-site pharmacy lab and ER, too? This is kind of one big package that usually most community doctor or private uh, um, oncology place will not have. So first of all, we are very close to the hospital. It's not uncommon that you know, patients get re- allergic reaction through the chemotherapy. Uh, at average, we get one uh, code or, you know, one emergency at the cancer center a month. So somebody got reacted. Uh, so far, touch wood, in the last eight years, I did not lost a single patient. That help is very important. So, for example, our, our cancer center, so close to ER, so close to the hospital, if some patient we feel that they are unstable and they may need a higher level of care because of the allergic reaction or anaphylactic reaction or any other reason. We just need to push the button and then ER and the whole teams of doctors, um, anesthesiologists, uh, you know, people who can intubate or people who can do CPR is here within 10 seconds. So that help is very, very important because at that time, timing is very, very important. So second, the chemo certification, we don't hire any nurse you know, or any RN at the cancer center without chemo certification. So they not only finish their regular routine RN program, but then they take extra effort to do um, the chemo certification. So they know what chemotherapy they are giving, how it should be given, and if there is a reaction, what they can do. So they go through the special program to take care of the cancer patient. So it is very, very important. And many times you see uh, many, um, the community program, they will not have the chemo-certified nurses. Um, we also have on-site labs, so patients don't need to walk far away. They can come and do the labs in the morning and then get the chemotherapy. And then we, many other uh, private clinics have a similar um, labs on-site, but they are very, very limited. So they go, do only CBC and CMP. Here, we have a full-fledged lab and the transition. So, for example, if you go to the private clinic and if somebody's hemoglobin is 6 or 5, they need a transition, then they need to go to the hospital or different place to get a transition. Here, um, if you have a low hemoglobin, we can cross and match and transfuse you the same day or the next day. So you don't need to run around, you know, 20 different places to get the transfusion. So convenient, 
so important. Thank you so much, Dr. Sadu. It's very easy to see why the Mercy UC Davis Cancer Center has obtained the ACOS accreditation. To learn more about the programs offered at the Mercy UC Davis Cancer Center, call the oncology social worker at 209-564-3669. That's 209 209- You can also visit DignityHealth.org slash Merced slash Cancer Care. And if you like what you've heard, please share it on your social channels. And make sure you check out our full podcast library of topics of interest to you. This is Hello Healthy, a Dignity Health podcast. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.